Well, hello, this is Bonnie, the Money Making Introvert. Welcome back to my podcast. Uh, Today's topic is going to be the three biggest lies about life insurance. Uh, By the way, y'all, I am from the great, excuse me, I live in the great state of Texas. I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. So (laughs) Valentine's Day or Valentine's week was nuts, you guys. I'm pretty sure you heard about that big storm. Um, Yep, I was right there. Uh, I was fortunate enough not to lose any power. But just to let you know, that's why you've been missing me these past couple of Sundays because had to reboot, but I'm back. So let's get started. So we hear a lot of lies about life insurance, you know, what it does, what it's for. And I just want to go over the probably the three biggest lies just about life insurance in general. While on my Facebook group, um, on my Facebook page, rather, uh, someone posted that life insurance is a scam. So yes, that's going to be the first lie I'm going to talk about. Well, guys, besides that quote being the dumbest thing I've ever heard, you know, this is my third time bringing this up. When someone says life insurance is a scam, and then you have a, you know, someone passes away, And the first thing you're going to see nowadays is a GoFundMe account. Well, they go and create those accounts because people don't have life insurance to pay for their funeral or, more importantly, what happens after the funeral. I'm pretty sure a lot of these people probably thought that life insurance was too expensive or unnecessary. And now you have to go to strangers for help. Now, honestly, here we go. Here's my side note on this. Unless, unless your loved one's death made national news or they were well known around your community, you may raise on average $1,500. And the average funeral is what? It's closer to $10,000. So $1,500, I'll be honest with you, that won't cover you know, a very base, basic casket, if that's the way that they're going to go. So when someone says to you that it's a scam, it is not. Life insurance is there for a reason, is to help take care of your final expenses and your family's future expenses. Well, when I say future expenses, if you live in a two-income household, and one of you pass away, you are now a one-income household. So while that person, maybe you will leave them enough, you know, to bury you, you're not leaving them enough to go on without you. And I've talked about this a little bit in one of my other um, podcast episodes about using it to build an estate. So... The minute someone tells you that, you know, just tune them out, you know, or get away from them as quick as you can, because you better believe they go find me is their plan, and that plan is no plan. Lie number two, I'm single and have no kids, so I don't need it. Wrong, 
Yes, you do. You need to have life insurance so your family that you left behind, going back on this, doesn't get stuck with your bill. This is especially true if you pass away before your parents. Because at the age of 25, at least in the, the state of Texas, I, I can't say anyone else, but at the age of 25, you have to get off your parents' life insurance. So if you pass away at the age of 26, God forbid, if you don't have your own life insurance policy, your parents are left to scrape up the money to try to bury you. And do you really want your parents out there begging for money, you know, starting up a GoFundMe account to bury their adult child because their adult child was you know, too selfish, or maybe you were just uh, ignorant of the fact that you need it. But do you want them burying or trying to come up with money to bury you because you weren't responsible enough to buy life insurance? And here's a side note, since this pandemic, a lot of millennials, you know, are coming to me about buying life insurance, which, you know, a hallelujah praise the Lord. Because when I was their age, the only way I thought I could get insurance was through a job. And, and, you know, kids my age, at my age at that time, you know, a lot of them thought that they were invincible. But I just remember very distinctly, distinctly, I grew up in the 80s. Um, I, was, I lived in Hurt Village. If you've seen the movie uh, The Blind Side, with Michael, Michael Orr, that's where I grew up. And a lot of kids, half my, at least 10 people that I grew up with were dead before 18, you know, due to, you know, unscrupulous activity. I'll just put it that way. And I can honestly say, you know, I probably bought and participated in a few barbecues and fish fries because they didn't have enough money to bury you know their children and you know that you know that just you know that that's not happening on my watch if you live in texas you're listening to this podcast uh, find me on facebook money making introvert now, the third final reason is, well, I'm too young, too old or too young for life insurance. You know, and this is a follow-up to what I just said. Because here it is in a nutshell. None of us know when our time is up. And death is a debt that we all have to pay. So being too young or even being too old isn't an excuse either. Now, obviously, when you're older, you will probably have to pay more because you're older. You may have some health issues or, you know, whatnot. Yes, you may pay more money, but if you have it to pay, pay. And by the way, just in case when you're thinking, okay, well, I'm working, my job will pay for it. You know, unless you just drop dead on the spot or, you know, pass away, you know, with an accident or whatever, um, your employer may not pay you right away and talk to your HR person because some people, especially if you're in a certain age category, you may get sick 
And then when you get really sick, you know, we tend to take leave until we get better. But say if you pass away during your recovery time, if you've been out for at least 30 days, the disability insurance kicks in, you know, in most cases, but they can label you as non-participating. So if you pass away after that 31 day period, life insurance or not, they don't have to pay the claim for you. And again, if you want to check out, call your HR department, call them. And if that's the case, then you need additional life insurance. And I'm sorry if I strayed off topic a little bit about, but here it is, you know, being too old or too young for life insurance. See, when when you're too young for life insurance or think you are, that's the best time to get it. And why? Because it's a lot less expensive. I mean, we have sold policies, you know, for less than $100 because, you know, this person was young, they were healthy, at the, you know, at the time they didn't have any health issues. And as long as they keep that policy and don't, you know, keep continuing to pay on it the whole time, that's the premium that you will pay until your death. Now, if you stop in the middle or, you know, you miss a few payments and have to start over, uh, depending on the way your policy is written, you may be able to go back to the original price or you may have to take an exam all over again. And of course, if you're older and things are wrong with you, you're going to pay a higher premium. But if you start now, especially if you just got your first job, your first apartment, you start paying for your life insurance now while you are young and tender, as Big Mama used to say, and you do not miss your payment, you keep it up, that's the payment you're going to pay until, you know, when it's time to meet your maker. So you're going to be paying a lot less money. Even if you get sick on your job and have to be out, you know, for some time and God forbid you pass away, you have a separate life insurance policy that has nothing to do with your job that's going to pay for your final expenses. Now, you know, another few, you know, another little bit more of a caveat um, when buying life insurance when you're older. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, having some health problems, being a smoker. Yeah, your rates are going to be more expensive. So I just want to make sure I get that clear. But this is why, you know, we're encouraging our young people to buy insurance while you're young. If your parents are on your case, if you moved out of their house or whatever, and you're just kind of, you know, around please buy some life insurance. I understand your job may offer it, but please buy separate life insurance because you're not only buying money to bury you, you're buying income protection for the people that you leave behind. Now, going back to young people, uh, you want to keep in mind, you may not need as much, you know, as the next person. You know, like say, for instance, you're single with no kids, you may not need as much coverage as someone, you know, who maybe their age, they got married young, they have children or whatever, or a mortgage. But GoFundMe is not a plan. Selling fish plates. um, Well, I've always lived in the South or some version of it. 
but selling fish plates when it's 110 degrees outside, that is not a plan. And I want you to close your eyes and think about, are you okay with seeing mom and dad mortgage, you know, putting a second mortgage on their house trying to bury you? Are you okay with your family outside in the heat selling fish plates or water or, you know, standing, you know, right before the people get on the expressway, you see them out there with buckets and stuff. Are you okay with that? Knowing that they could get hit, you know, hurt or, you know, possibly dead trying to raise money. And I don't say this to scare you. I say this really from my heart is to take care of yourself and take care of your finances. You are never too young to take care of your finances. Well, guys, that's been all. I do appreciate you listening and come back for my next podcast. Actually, I'm going to switch gears and talk about being a business owner. So my next topic is going to be uh, why you should recruit introverted people. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. This is Bonnie, the money-making introvert.